Dan Presser openly admits his radio ads are a little, and I quote, cringeworthy. Close quote. He even laughs off criticism from two of Australia's leading radio personalities. The fact is, he's built one hugely successful brand off the back of radio, and he's in the process of building another. Let's go and find out how he's done it. Before we launch into episode 393 of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, the marketing gold is made possible thanks to American Express and Prosper. Prosper is Australia's number one online lender to small businesses. You can quickly apply online for loans up to $250,000, get a fast decision, and in most cases, receive the funding in under 24 hours. Call one 882 867. And you got to love it when your business expenses reward you. When you apply for an American Express Business Explorer credit card by November 30, 2017 and spend $3,000 in the first three months from the card approval date, you'll receive a bonus, wait for it, 100,000 membership reward points. Search Amex Business to find out how. New American Express card members only. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. And welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner and you are ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. Big show today. The creator and star of the Sunraysia Prune Juice and Blue Banner Pickled Onions radio campaigns, Dan Presser, joins us to explain why he loves radio advertising so much and how he's making it work so well for his businesses. I'll show you how to make a great first impression with new clients. And we go back into the vault, revisiting a recent chat I had with Richard Stubbs, one of Australia's great interviewers. As per usual, team, there is marketing, G-O-L-D, dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reid. That's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. You and I will be meeting some amazing business owners and marketers over the coming weeks. We'll catch up with 15-year-old toy importing entrepreneur Will Deeth, who's well on his way to his first million bucks, and Jeremy Smith of the customer relationship management tool, that would be CRM, uh, called Salesforce. Uh, He's going to join us to explain how the small end of town can take advantage of some pretty funky personalised marketing tactics. But right now, let's meet Dan Presser. Dan's the founder of the Sunraysia Prune Juice Company, and he recently purchased Rosella, an iconic Aussie brand, marketing tomato sauces and, of all things, pickled onions, Blue Banner pickled onions to be precise. Now, the marketer in me has been perplexed by Dan for years. 
as he's also the creator and star of some of the longest running and his own and in his own words the most cringeworthy radio ads going around like this one boys and girls come out to play today is blue banner pickled onion day let's all have a treat for lunch blue banner pickled onions take a bite and hear them crunch from tasmania they came crunchy by nature blue banner by name and if you don't agree that blue banner pickled onions are the crunchiest pickled onions you've ever tasted just send us a copy of your receipt within 30 days of purchase and we'll send you your money back. Promotion ends March 31. <laughs> what about that? As someone who's passionate about helping small businesses grow, I've been asked many times over the years whether radio advertising works. And my answer has always been, it does if you get all the variables right. Variables like the creative idea, the station selection, the ad placement and frequency, and so on. Well, like them or loathe them, Dan's radio ads absolutely work. So much so that Sunraysia Prune Juice is a category leader, and he's now using exactly the same radio strategy to grow Blue Banner Pickled Onions. He's been kind enough to explain, as best he can, why they work. So I started off by asking Dan why he chose to sell my two least favourite foods in prunes and pickled onions. <laughs> they just happened to come along. Um, I mean, prune was a little different way back uh, when for Sunraysia. Um, I, when my kids were little, we used to go to Hawaii for holidays and I'm a supermarket junkie so I used to walk up and down the aisles of the supermarkets and I used to see uh, rows and rows of prune juice Um, and it could be that the people who came to Hawaii were perhaps in need of it or there was an opportunity. So I thought it was an opportunity. There was no prune juice uh, of note in Australia at the time and that was in the 80s. And I thought, well, why don't we create a prune juice business in Australia? And that's what we did. Did you have an interest in prunes at the time or it was just something that you'd seen in Hawaii that was a significant category, yet it didn't exist back here? That's what it was. Right, okay. Uh, I had no interest in prunes. I, I love that. It's often the way I have many successful business owners sit on that seat and often what they've chosen to do is not an industry or a category or a product that they have any experience in. They just see an opportunity or a gap. Yeah, the only thing I knew about prunes was when I was a kid, my grandmother used to say, eat your prunes. <laughs> but um, My mother still does. Yeah. So, But that, that was the only thing I had about it. I just saw it as an entrepreneurial opportunity. Yeah, okay. Tell me about being a supermarket junkie. Uh, I've just always loved walking up and down the aisles of supermarkets around the world, you know, I mean, whether it's in the US or UK or Europe, just to see the innovation in food and the way food is offered or packaged or whatever it is, it's just always fascinated me. Yes, me too. I have that, uh, I would call that a fetish, and I have that fetish with Chemist Warehouse, and in fact, I interviewed Jack Gantz recently, and I was telling him about it, and I don't think he quite understood what what I was talking about, but I love going into a Chemist Warehouse and wandering the aisles, and there's something magical about it. 
Yeah, I go to Chemist Warehouse and, you know, I'm sure when I go in there and buy a couple of things, their sales go up or whatever it is, and they do better than they did before. Oh, gee, there's some clever marketing happening in those supermarket aisles and Chemist Warehouse aisles that we're there are. quite oblivious to. It's a bit like JB Hi-Fi who, who very, you know, they scrawl the prices on these tickets yeah. with texters like, oh, we don't really care, it's just we want to get rid of it. No, you care, and it's a very subliminal message there that's... Roping us in. Yes, it is. We are here to discuss these Sunraysia prune juice and Blue Banner pickled onion ads. Um, to, to give listeners a sense of size, can you, can you sco- a sense of scope, scale, I should say, can you give us how big are these brands? How big are the businesses? Um, we don't ever, because we're private, right. disclose revenue. Um, I would suggest that Sunraysia is a very strong, healthy wellness brand. The Blue Banner is perhaps a newer brand for us. It's been around, I think, now since 1930. It's a Tasmanian brand, and we inherited it, if you want to put it that way, because about four or five years ago when the family purchased Rosella tomato sauce and we purchased the Rosella brand and inventory... Uh, the inventory showed up at our warehouse in Melbourne and I saw cartons of what was called Blue Banner pickled onions and I basically said, well, what's this? And the people we bought it from said, well, you bought it. And I, and I said, we did. And I thought I did really good due diligence but obviously not that good. Yeah, yeah the pickled onions uh, went a bit. So we inherited that one. And then I learnt the history of Blue Banner and I thought, what a fantastic story. It was evidently created in um, kitchen in Hobart in the 1930s and it's a very strong Tasmanian brand. And the great thing about it is it's a very unique product because the onions are very unique and they're crunchy where a lot of pickled onion brands I learnt are what I call squishy, limp and soft. <laughs> and uh, I would sooner have a crunchy pickled onion like Blue Banner than the other brands or some of them that are what I just said. Soft. Wow, what a, what a great pickup. Without going into any great detail, you, you did, the family did purchase Rosella for yes. overseas listeners. I mean, that is a significant brand in Australian supermarkets. Yes, it is. Uh, how? Why? Well, you know... I think like all of us, we grew up with Rosella. Um, I can remember my grandma in Brisbane, because I grew up in Brisbane, um, with the old wooden stove and she'd make um, this Rosella soup and we always had Rosella tomato sauce. And I never dreamt that one day the family would buy it. But um, what happened was it actually was part of a company that got into financial difficulties starting with the GFC, and about five years later they had to sell all the businesses that they bought, and Rosella was one of them. So I thought, well, why not? Um, It looked like it could have been sold overseas. Uh, The family wanted to keep it in Australia, and it had a great heritage and it was a great Australian iconic Mm -hmm. brand, still is, and so we bought it. you're not going to disclose how much, but it was it was it a fire sale? Was that the appeal? Uh, I, it wasn't a fire sale. I found out that receivers 
and liquidators are not your friends. <laughs> I could have told you that. I know nothing about it. <laughs> no, they, they're not your friends um, because I can remember the last part of the negotiation where the other bidder, which was an overseas bidder, um, the negotiators came to us and said, well, you have to bid more. And I said, how much? And they said, well, something with seven figures, substantial seven figures, because in front of it, because the brand was so well recognised, you were really buying the brand franchise. Absolutely. And the heritage of 125 years. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. Wow. So it wasn't a bargain basement. But was it an emotional purchase? It probably was. It probably was. Um, in hindsight, we didn't have to do it, but it was something that we actually did want to do. And as I said, as a result of that, we inherited, Aus um, not Australia's, but Tasmania's greatest pickle brand. And you don't hear that very often, do you? No, but it, we inherited it. <laughs> so what we know is that uh, Sunraysia Prune Juice, a very big brand in the health category in Australia, Blue Banner Pickled Onions, a wonderful heritage heritage brand in Tasmania. You're working hard to make that uh, an Australian brand. So let's talk. Why why did you choose radio for Sunraysia Prune Juice in the early days and now you're using it on Blue Blue Banner? Okay, in the very, very early days... We were not um, as financial, perhaps, as we were today or are today. Um, and while we still have a long way to go, we felt that radio could get out our message fairly quickly without high production costs. That, that was a big thing because if we wanted to make a beautiful television commercial, we couldn't afford it. So I'd learnt a lot... Um, by going to the US about talk radio and how many people listen to talk radio versus, say, music stations. And the talk radio stations in California that I was following and learning from and meeting people, they were really, really strong in ratings and things like that. So I heard about 3AW and I just called up one day and said I'd like to advertise on 3AW and they said what would you like to advertise and I think this was in about 1985 uh, and I said that I'd like to advertise prune juice <laughs> and everybody thought that was pretty funny and including the supermarkets in Australia they thought it was pretty funny too because nobody was selling prune juice um, and not very common to promote an FMCG product on radio either it wasn't but I just thought, well, let's give it a, a go. And so we did. And then we developed a kind of unique style of radio advertising because I realised... And the, the other thing that happened to us is we couldn't afford any talent uh, at all. Um, and as I said, we weren't financial. So this was really seat-of-the-pants marketing. So somebody said to me, well, if you can't afford the talent, why don't you do it yourself? And I thought, well, I'm not really good at that, but I'll give it a go. And then as time went on, um, one of my sons also decided he'd pitch in, so we did that. And then I asked my mother and she pitched in and we created these radio commercials which were called the Dan, Bram and Grandma commercials <laughs> and they ran right through the 90s. Um, well, let's play one now. 
Okay. Welcome back, Sunraiser's Dan Presser and his little son, Bram. Remember all those years ago when Grandma Ruby came to town with tales of bouncing cranberries and buried treasures to be found? Well, now it's Grandma's birthday. She's 88 this year, so all her friends from then and now have come to give us Sunraiser cheer. There's the Cape Cranberry Crusader with his bright red cranberry cape and the prune pit plucker pitting prunes for Grandma's birthday cake. Of course, there's me and Daddy and our friends both big and small. Let's raise a glass of Sunraiser cranberry juice to the best Grandma of them all. Where's the cranny, Granny? You know, and the rest, I guess, is history. And people in 2017, 2018, when they meet us, they still talk about the 90s and those radio commercials they heard on 3AW and then around Australia on other stations. And subsequently, we, we did turn them into cartoons, which were animated uh, commercials because, again, we couldn't afford the talent. So we, the three of us, became cartoon characters. What do you mean on radio? No, we switched from radio. Oh, you, oh, you went to TV. We went to TV in the country. Uh huh. So we always have stuck to radio in the cities, whether it's Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and, and always how, radio. How did that transition go? So you've trialled TV. You've got it now. You've got a benchmark. We've got a. Well, in the, the thing is, we could afford country TV in infinitely those, cheaper in those days. But we just loved Cap City Radio. And, I mean, you're talking about essentially more than 30 years later, we're still, so, you know, radio. We love radio. and um, So let's pick that out. We've just heard uh, one of the uh, Where's Your Cranny Granny ads for Sunraysia. I played at the top of the show before you came on one of the Blue Banner ads. Very uh, Same style, same, same creative strategy essentially. Yes. Um, I, I, I've been fascinated by them for years. I've spoken to friends and colleagues over the years thinking always as a marketer, why are these things working? And then as I go, well, now I've got an opportunity to interview Dan Presser, who is the creator, the producer, the voice behind them. Let's figure out why. I, I subsequently uh, have a little bit of um, media I'd like to play to you from Ray Hadley. Okay. who is one of the leading uh, shock jocks, I guess, in Australia, and John Laws, who was the leading shock jock in yes. Australia until recently when he retired. Let's have a listen to what they had to say. I just can't believe this. This is Someone's paying a lot of money. to. This has been played on Alan's program, my program. Someone is paying a lot of money for this bloke to do this. When your tummy gets the hungries for crunchy and delicious, why not snack on Tazzy's crunchiest pickled onions, blue banners? Pick- you see, you'd think the agency would say, listen, mate, look, we're going to get someone that knows what they're doing to do the commercial. And that'll draw attention to the commercial, but it's a shocking commercial. It's dreadful. And if I've got to keep playing it, I'm going to keep interrupting it and saying things like that. So for goodness sake, I'll do it. For, if they are actually from Tasmania, if they're onions from Tasmania, Australian-grown onions, I'll do it for free. You can use my voice for free. Just get that bloke off. 131873. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> I wish you'd interrupt every commercial... I just love it. Well, Um, no, all publicity is good publicity. All good publicity. (laughs) Everything's great. I thank you, Ray Hadley, for that. Did you ever contact him? No, I didn't. Um, I should. You should? Well, it's not too late. Why not? 
so you have a completely uh, humorous attitude to that. You, there's nothing you take personally. In nothing it. at all. I just think they're... I agree with them. Um, I think they've got enormous cut through. Okay, well, hold your thought because this is John Laws, who, for again, anyone who doesn't know John Laws, possibly the biggest uh, shock jock on Talkback Radio Australia's ever known. I wouldn't mind if they became major sponsors on the program so long as they didn't have those bloody idiot commercials with all that stupid poetry. Nothing wrong with the product. Product's good. I have a glass of it every morning. Product's okay. It's just those idiot commercials that I can't bear the stupid poems. I mean, they might have been cute to begin with, but um, cuteness and longevity do not go together, let me tell you. (laughs) I just think it's fantastic. It is. And now we are really focused on doing the same with Blue Banner. Um, I think some of the commercials are the hokiest commercials that I've ever heard myself, but I get a kick out of writing them. And, you know, to Ray Hadley, I I am the agency and I am the voice. So it's all very well to get a kick out of writing them. It's all very well to, you know, for the owner of the business to appear in his own ads. There's clearly some ego attached to that, which I have no problem with because there's a lot of owners of ads, of businesses who appear in their ads and clearly are very successful. But... Why are they working so well for you? What I believe is that it's just ordinary people, because I consider myself, believe it or not, fairly ordinary, I'm just the normal guy, talking to other normal people in the normal way. Now, as a kid, I used to like to write poetry. And (laughs) so I thought, well, this is different. And what I wanted to do was to ensure that I had cut through and people listened to the poetry. And a lot of people can say these ads, which is I I talk to people, they remember them. Um, And they actually, I think the thing with the Blue Banner ads that's really, really different is we took one additional step. One of the things in trying to encourage consumers to purchase your product is to get them to trial it. And... Uh, Blue Banner is the most premium of the pickled onions in Australia. And what it is is that the point of difference is the crunch. So we have this thing about the Blue Banner crunch. And so I came up with the idea to say that if the consumer didn't agree that Blue Banner pickled onions were the crunchiest pickled onions they'd ever had or tasted... All they had to do was send us the receipt and we refund the money. And I think that's in marketing, that's the strongest statement you can make. Well, I, I do too. I noticed Domino's pizzas of recent times too on their boxes say, if you didn't enjoy it, just bring it back and we'll refund your money or give you a new one. The old guarantee is a wonderful marketing strategy. I'm not sure how many people could be bothered to take it up, but it probably stimulates purchase. I hope so. Well, how, the- many, how many returns have you had? In Melbourne on 3AW, and we've been doing this for months, uh, we've had one. Uh, and the reason for that is the gentleman explained to us <laughs> is he just wanted to see whether we'd really refund the money. <laughs> I love it. love it. hope you gave him double. <laughs> I don't know what they did. But anyway, the, the thing about it is that we're quite genuine. We really believe um, that Blue Banner is the best pickled onion in Australia. Um, I know I've learnt a lot in the last year or two about pickled onions um, and 
If you go to the supermarket and you, you buy your brand, whatever you're buying, and you take it out and you squish it, you'll, you'll pretty f- <laughs> soon find out whether it's crunchy or squishy. Right. And, that, and that's what we're okay. all about. And that- but, but just let's go back to the creative strategy because it, 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 to me it's, it's naive, it's a little bit immature. Your read of, of the script is quite theatrical. I think that, you know, I hear you say Blue Banner Pickled Onions now in, in Dan Presser normal voice. Yeah, yeah. You play on it. You might camp it up a little bit for the read. Um, they come across... And with all respect, because I actually like them, I've come to the conclusion that <laughs> when push comes to shove, I think they're genius. They're cringeworthy. Um, these, are, these are words that of my own and I've heard other people say, yet they work. <laughs> and I just, it's, why? I mean, it's, well, it's not just that you've got a great product and that you're offering a guarantee. No, I, I think, you know, I see some amazing commercials on TV. I hear some amazing commercials on radio. But they don't give me a reason to buy or try. You know, and a week later I've forgotten them. And so what we're trying to do is to use saturation radio. Okay, so that's the media spend. That's the media spend to put in people's mind the word blue banner. That it's really cut through for the brand Mm -hmm. and giving people reasons to buy. I mean, if you enjoy the pickled onion, if you're a pickled onion eater, um, then you want the best pickled onion. And we've got the best pickled onion. Mm -hmm. And it's like if we were just having a normal conversation, even though I do play on it, but I don't tell people who I am on those commercials. Mm -hmm. As you know, I just read them. Um, it's, it's just normal conversation, but like, Tim, you could say to me, well, hey, Dan, what do you think the best pickled onion is? And I'd say, well, I think it's Blue Banner. So th- this is how people really communicate. If you're communicating without super selling, I'm not, I'm not selling anything. I'm just saying, hey, guys, we've got a great pickled onion. I put it across in a perhaps a different style um, than most, and... It's just talking to people as people. I wonder whether we too, uh, given the state of the world these days, it's a crazy place, uh, and we yearn for a little bit of yesteryear, you know, and to me those ads take me back to a better time. Right. Uh, where things were a little bit safer, a little bit more innocent, a lot more innocent. I wonder if there's something in that. There probably is. You know, I just... I get asked quite a bit about the ads because I said all our friends say to me, when are you going to take them off the air? You know, they're haunting me. Uh, and it, it's just... It is... It goes... It does go back to a time and a place, but I really, really think it's because it's so casual uh, in a way that it's just normal people talking to normal people, giving normal explanations... No supercell. Uh, when somebody asks me, they say, what do you think of the ads? I say, they're pretty hokey. <laughs> you know, and they are. You know, why are they poetry? Can't stand the poetry. And I say, I like to write poetry as a kid. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, and they're, they're, it's a lot of fun to do, you no know. No doubt. It's like I could, and I could almost do it uh, off the top of my head. I just like, yeah. they just, 
like I'll wake up the night and say, here's another Blue Banner commercial. It's just in my head and I get up and I write it down. And So if we were to summarise the creative strategy of Sunraysia, Prune Juice and Blue Banner Pickled Onions, uh, you like writing poetry. Yes. Uh, you like delivering that poetry that you've written. Uh, you like the naivety and the hokiness of it. Yes. Uh, and there's an element that, you know what, you just don't know why they work. It's possibly that too, you know, I mean... It's, it's really a strange thing. I could give you the scientific marketing explanations, but if you cut through it, they work, you know, and um, I can't exactly tell you why. I can give you the reasons I think they work, but they seem to work because the figures that we see from the major retailers in Australia definitely prove that they work. Okay, so let's talk about effectiveness because there is that great quote from a, a 50, 1950s ad guy somewhere. Uh, it was, um, doesn't matter, but he said, you know, 50, 50% of advertising works. I just don't know which 50%. I think that was Ogilvy. It was Ogilvy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was David Ogilvy. Okay, I thought my Bill Baden back whatever his name was, but one of those guys. One of those guys, yeah. Um, is, and that, is that kind of how you, you feel about it? How are you measuring the success? We get the scan data from Coles and Woolworths, um, you know, every week so that you can read where the numbers are. And do you plot that against radio uh, placement? Yes, we do. Is there a time lag that you allow? Because obviously you it, don't hear Well, what happens, I mean, I, I've learnt over 30 years that radio normally doesn't work in a day. Uh, I'd allow a month for it at least. Um, and like in Sydney, we're running the Blue Banner commercials for Ray Hadley and all the other consumers <laughs> um, until the end of March. You're not running them for him. You're running them in his program. In his program. <laughs> yeah, but we want him to buy as well and Alan Jones as well. So everybody's a consumer. It doesn't matter who they are. Of They're course. consumers. And the more people that consume Blue Banner pickled onions, it's great for Tasmania too. In terms of measuring the effectiveness of the ads, um, yes. radio, I'm guessing, is clearly the leading media for the brand? Yes, it is. It's the only media for the brand for Blue Banner. Wow. Oh, that's a very pure measurement then, isn't that, it? You're seeing scan data... From the radio, as a yeah. result of the radio, yes. So, Do you notice a difference when you aren't running the ads in the scan data? The... Put it to you this way: the, we haven't had a time when we're not running the ads to do that. So we started um, on 3AW in August, August one. Um, they'll actually run until sometime in February, and on 2GB and Talking Lifestyle, and I think we're on Talking Lifestyle also in Melbourne. Yes, you are. Um, I. Th- think in, um, yeah, there's no break, so we're there. Yeah, okay. We, we've spoken a lot about the creative strategy. In terms yeah. of placement of these ads, is there is there science behind the stations that you're selecting and where you're placing them within a day or a night schedule? I've always learned. I, I was taught by perhaps one of the US's leading advertising gentleman who's now passed on, a uh, guy called Elvin Eikoff, who actually created, um, what do you call them, um, direct response television commercials. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the In, creator. Infomercials. It, no, way back when, Ginzu Knives and all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. 
He was the creator way back. Genius. In the four, okay. And Copywriter. Then, and advertising guy and he had a company in Chicago called Eikhoff and Company and it was subsequently bought by Ogilvy and Mather way back when. And I was fortunate in my life to have him as one of my mentors. Um, so that was really kind of a great thing. What, 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 did, what was his best bit of advice? Well, he, he, he was the one who also did the money-back guarantee. So he, he wrote a book and it was called All Your Money Back and that dated back into right. the 70s and 80s. So he taught me all about that and it was just a wonderful... He How was did you a wonderful get him as a mentor? Guy. Um, I actually was in Chicago where he was and I saw something on TV that I was quite interested in and I went to see the company and they said, oh, you go and talk to our advertising agency. And for whatever reason, he was there and they said, oh, why don't you meet our founder? So I did and, then, and we just hit it off. And we were friends for years and years until he passed away. What a great story. What so, a great mentor. Yeah, he was. He was brilliant, you know. There's a lot of business owners listening, Dan, and uh, I'm sure many of them have considered radio as a way to build their brands, to get more business, to get more inquiry. Uh there is a science to it, as much as I think you love the art of it. Yes. Uh, there is a science to it because otherwise it becomes a bottomless pit, some would say, where, you know, you run the ads, you've got to find more money to run more ads. And Yes. Uh, what tip do you have for those considering radio? I think that um, if you're considering radio or any advertising, first of all, you've got to be able to afford it. Um, but you don't have to, what I'd say go into great debt because radio, I think the value that radio can deliver and you can test with radio, so it's got a lot of advantages to make a commercial if you do it yourself. Um, and I've had heard other people do it themselves um, and they don't have to be shy. You don't have to worry about it because nobody sees you. <laughs> um, thank heavens. Yeah, look at us. Uh, look at us. Um, so... And if they want to see you, they can see you as a cartoon character. Yes. Um, so, you know, you can be very cautious. And even though I guess people would hear these Blue Banner or Sunrage commercials as they were and think um, they might be hokey or whatever, you, you shouldn't be shy and... You just set aside a small pool of money, and mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a lot. And you find that most of the radio stations, and if I talk about 2GB, the ones that I really know, or 3AW in Melbourne, all the guys really help you, mm -hmm. you know, so they encourage you, and they'll, like, they'll walk you through every step, and they can even help write the commercial if you're not comfortable writing your commercial. So if you're starting out in the business and you want to use radio... The radio station can take you from go to woe mm. in doing everything and they can make packages for you to try it and you can measure what those results are. So your, your advice there is to slice off a bit of budget, Yep. Uh, go in with your eyes wide open, Yep. seek the resources that a radio station has because that's what they do. That's what they do. The, yeah. They have people who can help you write, create your message. I wonder, though, whether if you had have got the station way back then uh, and said, hey, listen, I want to run these ads, I'm going to read them. It involves my grandma and young son. They're going to go, look, Dan, 
nice try, but let us create something a bit more special. They did try that. <laughs> did they? Everybody's tried that. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I realised, though, that I was the client and I was paying for it. Um, and it, it's, it's really, can I say that radio created our business and the 3AW way back in 85 is why we're sitting here today. And we're still on 3AW. Wow. Have you tried other networks? Yes. Um, I've tried some of the music stations, which I listen to myself from time to time. But over the years, I've never found them to deliver the results um, in the way that I like them to deliver them. And they weren't comfortable, the FM stations, in running our type of commercials. So they didn't like hokey. You know, you've got to be slick. And I, I wonder whether, too, that the the, the listeners of AW2GB, they're an older demographic. They're more inclined to like a pickled onion or a bit of prune juice of a morning. Well, today, um, from what I hear, there's a lot of young people. You know, health and wellness with the millennials yes. is very, very big. You know, oh, yeah. gut health and all the rest of it. Dan, don't even go there. I have a, a daughter who's a vegan, a son who's moving to become a vegan, and another son who's a vegetarian. Right. <laughs> and so last night as I'm cooking up the lamb chops, everyone's just going, oh, here goes Dad again. Got the barbie on. It's a, you're absolutely right. There's a massive shift to towards that, and you're going to benefit from that. We are going to benefit. Prune juice, for instance, Sunraysia prune juice, is a very strong selling product. Yeah. You know, and it's not just people who are over 50 or 60. It's much younger people who might mix it with a bit of lemon juice or whatever they do with it, but it's out there. Dan, thanks for coming in. Uh, I'm a little bit clearer on why these ads are so successful, and I'm very clear on the fact that you're not 100% sure why they're so successful. I'm not 100%. (laughs) Maybe 50. Good on you. Thank you, Dan Presser. Thank you. Well, there you go, team. Radio advertising guru, Dan Presser. Gee, I enjoyed that. I, as I said at the top of the, the interview, the introduction, I have been wanting to interview him for so long. I've been looking at him for a distant, from a distance for so long. Now I have a much greater understanding of how and why those ads work, and I hope you do too. Coming up, I'm going to share my top three attention grabbers from that fireside chat with Dan. Plus, I'll show you how to make a great first impression with new clients. <laughs> Cash flow in business is everything, right? That's why I'm excited to introduce you to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to Aussie small businesses. But don't take my word for it. Small business owner Nioli Scobie of Truly Tea won the contract to supply the Opera House and needed to quickly ship tens of thousands of tea bags and two tonnes of loose leaf tea. Where was she going to get the money for that? Well, I already supplied part of the Opera House and then they offered me inside the Opera House, which is a very big deal, and I had to have a lot of stock on hand. They place an order, they want it the next day, and I wasn't going to say no to them. I'd knocked back too many opportunities in the past, so I phoned up a a finance guy I trusted. He said, look, there's a new player on the market, Prosper, give them a call. I gave them a call and within 24 hours I had the money in the bank. (laughs) Prosper. P-R-O-S-P-A. That's where she got the money. Apply online in 10 minutes to borrow up to $250,000. 
call 1300 882 867 or visit prosper.com forward slash Timbo. This show is also made possible thanks to American Express Business Explorer Credit Card, a card that lets your business expenses reward you. I asked Amex member Chris Gray, CEO of property buying business Your Empire, how he benefits from using his Amex. I use Amex for the whole of my business. Literally every single thing I pay in my business, even down to effectively my staff or my contractors and my rent at home, everything goes on the Amex card. Because with Amex, you get the most points for your dollar spent. And I convert those points into frequent flyer rewards points. I fly 10 or 15 times a year, only business and first class, including those beautiful A380 suites you get on Singapore Airlines where you get your own bedroom. And I fly for free. I don't pay for a single flight. But it's not all upside. Or is it? So I've got, a, I've still got a million points because I spend so much money in my business. I've then got to pre-plan ten trips for next year. Of where do I want to go? I need to find excuses to go to different countries. <laughs> this is a massive first-world problem, Chris. It is, but I'm willing to put up with it. So there's, there's very few people that can uh, can force themselves through the pain barrier, but I'm willing to do it. I've trained myself. <laughs> New American Express card members who apply and spend three thousand dollars in the first three months from the card approval date receive a bonus 100,000 membership rewards points. Ah, oh, you got to love it when your business expenses reward you. Search Amex Business to find out how. New American Express card members only. Offer ends November 30, 2017. Terms and conditions apply. Ha! I always wanted to do that. Right, I'm a top three attention grabbers from that chat with Dan Presser, thanks to American Express and Prosper. Attention grabber number one. Radio advertising works best when you create ads with cut-through. They clearly don't have to be the fanciest ads going around with huge production budgets and fancy voiceovers and all that. They just need to stand out in what is a very crowded marketplace. And really, that's a great lesson for any marketing message. Attention grabber number two, don't take negative feedback to heart. Maybe even welcome it if you've got a thick enough skin. Dan could have easily got his back up with what John Laws and Ray Hadley had to say about his brands, but instead he embraced it and laughs at it and loves it and wants more of it. I think he should make contact with, uh, well, John's retired now, but uh, ring Ray's show and have the conversation. It's good publicity. Attention grabber number three, consider putting yourself in your business's advertising. You know, I can cite numerous examples of legendary TV and radio campaigns fronted by business owners, starting way back in 1979 with this fellow. Hello, I'm Victor Kayam. I used to be a dedicated wet shaver until my wife bought me this Remington M3 electric shaver. They said it's two incredibly thin, flexible microscreens and 120 cutting edges would shave as close as a blade or they'd give her a money back. I was delighted and impressed. So impressed, I bought the company. The Remington M3... Well, that's what grabbed my attention from that chat with Dan Presser. I would love to hear your thoughts or comments. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 393. What have you got to lose? 
righty, it's time for one simple yet effective marketing idea that you can implement immediately. One that's not going to cost a fortune and that might just generate you more awareness, more inquiry and ultimately more sales. I very cleverly call today's idea the ingeniously brilliant welcome email. First impressions are everything. These days, you have to spend as much time nurturing new relationships and building loyalty in the digital world as you do in the physical world. Consumers want to buy from businesses that make them feel like they're getting the same hands-on personal experience and attention online as they would if they were actually walking into a business and meeting you face-to-face. When you take the time to send every new customer a personalised welcome email, it not only gives you the opportunity to start nurturing a new relationship, it also gives you the chance to give new customers that personal human touch they still look for when interacting with a business they haven't bought from previously. So, here's my three steps to nailing your welcome email. Step one, decide what you want it to say, how you want it to make new customers feel, and what you want it to achieve. This is your chance to make a great first impression, but avoid being salesy. Just amp up the friendliness. Step two, craft your welcome email inside your email client. Decide if you want to make it a fancy pants HTML format or whether a simple text-only email will do. Either are fine, just depends on your brand and your style. Step three, automate the process so you don't have to send out a welcome email every time a new customer comes on board. Most email providers and CRM tools allow you to do this really, really easily. And here's the pro tip, nail your subject line. The most welcoming email in the world is useless unless it gets opened. And I've covered this topic in a previous episode, so I'll include a link uh, to it in the show notes over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 393. Well, that's my three steps to creating an ingeniously brilliant welcome email. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 393, where you'll find a link to this post, plus some additional resources to bring this idea to life, including 21 welcome emails to inspire you and a link to purchase a signed copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect, that promises to get you in the right marketing mindset. So, what have you got to lose? Big show, told you. You and I cover some serious marketing ground in this show. Have you listened to the interview I did with one of Australia's great interviewers, Richard Stubbs? It was an interview about interviewing. See, here's the thing. I I think you have to go back to radio principles here. Uh, What makes me listen to what you're doing? What's the interesting thing? You should be asking yourself about an interview and about any content. Is this the best that I can put on air? And if it isn't, get it off. Yeah, I love that. And if it is, good. Doesn't mean that there's not better stuff coming, you know, after the break, Mel Gibson. But right now... (laughs) This is the best stuff we've got. So if it isn't the very best stuff that you're putting to air, then don't put it to air. You know, that episode is a must-listen if you're interviewing experts as part of your content marketing strategy. Plus, I also show you a clever little hack to exponentially increase your customer base using brand influencers. 
Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Hit the contact button over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com where you can email me, connect with me on social media and grab a signed copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect. Be sure to check out Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small businesses. You can quickly apply online for loans up to $250,000, get a fast decision and in most cases, receive the funding in under 24 hours. Visit Prosper, that's P-R-O-S-P-A dot com forward slash Timbo or give them a buzz, one 882 867 Tell them Timbo sent you. And the American Express Business Explorer card is a must to check out if you love the idea of your business expenses rewarding you. Search Amex Business. If you love the Small Business Big Marketing Show, and I hope you do, then let another business owner know about it by grabbing their phone, opening up the podcast app, searching Small Business Big Marketing, hit subscribe, hand the phone back, run away. Do that five times a day. I'll thank you for it later. Love your work. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. Thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.